Hey, Asgardians. Hey. Hey, she, she holds you. Asgardians. Asgard is where Thor is from. Yeah, I'm just pretending. They're not really Asgardians. But you're a bit of a she. You know the She-Hulk reminds me of you. Oh, charming. No, I mean not in terms of pallor or colour. Well, actually, I would be charmed to be called the She-Hulk. Mm. She's a hard-working, career-driven, loyal friend who can beat the shit out of anyone that wants to fuck with her down any alleyway. She is God, my that... kind of woman. And she's... I want to be my... if I if I remind you of the She-Hulk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. You know. You do. I think you could. I think you could deal with people quite well. Uh, episode. We're going to quickly move through episode three. We didn't get a chance to review episode three, and uh, we're going to do episode four too. Episode five lands later today. Um, but episode three was the scene. Was the show in which essentially Blonsky, who is uh, Tim Roth, um, he'd escaped. Do you remember at the end of episode? Yes. Which was really good. Two. I loved that. It was yeah. really playful, and yeah, it was a really good ending. And then here we are. They've got him back. Yeah. But he's kind of talking about the fact that it wasn't really his fault. He was told to kind of shapeshift and save the world, essentially, wasn't yeah. he? And uh, I didn't believe him. I thought he was bullshitting. But I did. I love all of his kind of pseudo-mindful kind of, I've spiritually got my zone now. Yeah, because he is like <laughs> so many people in the world that have taken on that yeah. that um, that guise, you know, of the of the mindful, what is yeah. it called, vandals in sandals. Van yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so like, yeah, man, Mrs. Zen man, yeah, yeah. but they'll, they'll have your grandmother's exactly silver. Wait. So, he, so he, I think he does a really good job of of, of like disorientating us has he, is he actually a changed man but also it's all about that whole thing about being sent to prison you know, rehabilitation mm. he's, he's a living manifestation of rehabilitation of of manipula or the manipulation of rehabilitation well, yeah, he knows we'll all know. the boxes he's got ticked we we'll never know is he secretly a psychopath still so he, he they basically have a sort of court case well, to decide he whether he to, to, to decide whether he can be released and in order to kind of convince the panel we discover that Wong Dr Strange's uh, assistant basically asked Tim Roth to need to go and help him. So basically bring Wong in as a kind of witness. To and I love say, when he arrives in that Ring of Fire. Oh, that is Dr. Dr. Strange Ring of oh, Fire. I love that. Ring of Fire has a different sort of meaning, doesn't it? Yeah. If you've ever given birth vaginally, you'll know what I mean. Or if you've ever had a very strong vindaloo, you'll also know what we mean. But <laughs> I'll beat you with vaginal birth. Vaginal birth? Do a birth, do birth. a vindaloo and then multiply it by 10 million. Whereas and then you might understand the ring of fire and childbirth. Tim Roth is released on parole. Uh, and then and then for me in episode three, just quickly, I thought there was a whole narrative that didn't work for me, which was the, her, her work colleague representing a guy. It got all very messy. And childish. We were both fairly smart people, and yet we were like, what? It wasn't explained it very well. Do you know what I think actually happened here? Because the, the nature of the story was like that basically was a missing. client came who's been defrauded by someone, an, an elf, an Asgardian, an, a naughty elf. Can I just ask one yes. question? That guy, Which was guy? he the guy, Which the, guy? the client? Was he the original client in the very first episode that she, in the episode where she was, was she representing him when she burst into being a Hulk? Because it felt Possibly. like we were supposed to know who he was. Yeah, yeah, a former colleague, yeah, yes. Yes, it is. Yes, he's her former colleague. Yeah, absolutely. Dennis Bukowski. That's right. He approaches her, uh, right. and because he, so he, he's he basically he's been defrauded by his ex-girlfriend, who is this weird elf who's impersonated Megan the Stallion. Now the problem for us is we're so not plugged into who Megan the Stallion was. I said at one point, I said, "Is Megan the Stallion a person?" You're like, I don't think so. But she is an actual person, kids. and of course, making these stand, it ends up in the court when uh, you know the court, the trial actually happens. But can I just say, I thought the Asgardian elf was really fucking annoying. She was annoying. She overdid it. Was she was too sort of, elfy. 
Yeah, she was giggling a bit too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slap, just, no, and then she'd get up and she'd sort of run like this. She was really annoying because we were so confused. Yeah. Maybe because we were so confused, she was more irritated. Maybe it wasn't yeah. so much her yeah, pressure. She impersonated the judge and all that. I didn't really believe it. And anyway, episode three rapidly got to a point where she was, once again, She-Hulk was sort of a hero, um, and um, but she was she was cornered in an alleyway. Oh, love this moment. Men. I want to give my daughters this bloody superpower. Oh, I loved it yeah. so much. I was cheering, which was good. Yeah. Because otherwise, when we got to this end of the, the, end of the episode, we were like, didn't like Didn't like episode three, didn't like episode three, but there's an important, uh, I think there's an important um, clue there. They had Asgardian weaponry. And I think that relates to someone who appears in episode four, because I think some, someone is after her. Someone is after her blood. Someone wants her blood. Um, because they say, don't they, they've been hired by a, an anonymous client to get yeah. her blood. Because you remember there was that shot where they tried mm. to get a syringe in it, bent, mm. a bit like your skin. Mm. Episode four, episode four. Oh, episode four is a delight. So episode four started with a magician who, uh, at first I thought wasn't particularly good, as in a performer, I thought it was over-performing. Over but actually, that was remember, a this is a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I know. But... So I think they're all walking a difficult line of sort of giving that cartoon feel, but based in truth and reality. But it's a really feminist. So fancy. So I mean, feminist. we were literally going buzz, 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 yeah. buzz, buzz. The buzzer was going off the whole time on perfect messaging. Yeah, but not ladled to you in a. Not ladled to you, it's just no. in there, you know. I mean, so many um, mm. subliminal messages, mm. which is great because most of the time we get subliminal messages pushing the other way. So, So anyway, so this, this levitation magician chap who's a bit down on his luck and he's a bit shabby and he hasn't got a big audience, he, he's got the mystical powers. He's, he's mm. kind of. So I don't fully understand how. We got. I don't understand how he got I mean, it. I why think does more... anyone teach him mystical powers? You could see them in. Well, like Lord, Lord, Lord Lord later Jesus. said, yeah, he didn't sign a, a non-disclosure agreement. But you wonder, maybe it's like the magic circle. Maybe it's like he... the magic circle. But how was he able to? Well, anyway, let's anyway, not question. He's incompetent, but he yeah. can open these portals. And we were introduced to possibly one of our favourite characters ever, which is the drunk woman called Madison. Not how you think. Yeah, how did you spell it? Not M-A-D-D-Y-S-O-N-N. Her hands are kind of. She's absolutely an drunk. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah. my god, I want to see loads of her. I want her to have her own show. She's just fantastic. Well, she's become a best friend of Wong. Wongers! Yeah, we're going to see, see her spending a lot of time with Wong. What do we think of Wong? She's a brilliant character. And I thought Wong acted, was brilliant alongside her. He's what, so she goes through this portal and she ends up with Wong, and he's watching The Sopranos, and she immediately does a spoiler, which I yeah. thought was. So it's so great. And in fact, if you're having trouble like we are, we are not able to convince our daughters to watch yeah, really, the well, She-Hulk because they're very the annoyed with the CGI, which they've seen on TikTok and whatever. But if you were trying to convince somebody to watch it, I would say get them to watch episode four because I think our mm, girls would yeah. love that character. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I'm like, do you like her addresses to camera? Do you like the kind of breaking the fourth wall? Yeah. Do you think it was enough or do you think it should have more? No. Or is it just the right amount? Uh, we had a lovely scene where she sat with her friend who we discover is gay, which I thought was a really nice mm -hmm. touch. And um, it's just, just done as not, it's not a matter of fact. Yeah, there's no great big signposts yeah. over any of these points. And they're sat in a bar, they get some creepy guy comes over to them, and this triggers. And uh, how can you two sexy girls yeah. be alone? Well, there's two of us and we're not alone. But that, that was the kind of access point for all of the kind of jokes. There's a lot of jokes in because this about yeah, swiping right on the dating app. That was the app. access point for how fucking hell it is out there yeah, dating. Yeah, yeah. And um, very much from the female perspective, because I'm sure it's difficult for men yeah, as well, yeah, but yeah. it was very much from the female perspective. And thank God we've been married 20 years, we've never been in the swipe, swipe. What a but it's everything that we hear all the time from mm. our friends and from our you know, family. And I think they just did it so well, you know, and then the fact that she had to change herself. Well, I love that. I love that. Yeah, so she because I like that she's fallible. Yeah. She's not just 
perfectly awake. Yeah. And I say awake because woke always is comes across now as an insult, and I don't think woke is mm. an insult. Mm. But she is she's not constantly awake and constantly able to live her life in a perfect way where she's mm. just proud to be home. She is what she is. And it's so I thought that was really good that we had that yeah. vulnerability there where yeah. she still wants to fit in. She still wants people to like her. And, and she seems to get all her dreams come true with the guy at the end, and then say, brilliant. Well, what I'd like to say, I'd like to give a shout out to Del Boy, who is one of our followers, who left a message under the first review saying, wait, because it becomes much more right about how so right yeah, her physicality. You left that message. Yeah, yeah, her physicality becomes a problem. And I imagine she's going to start to get really tired of it because I thought there was a wonderful. So you had these. No, can I just finish? What I loved so much was she has this great, wild, sexy night but because she's changed herself. And then the next morning, they play it out just like that mm. awful morning after the night before night, one night stand when you've tried to be something that you're not and it can't be maintained. And I thought, again, that was such good mm. messaging. Yeah, I was getting to that. Me. I was just going through. She, she kind of had all those other dates, didn't she, prior to that? The classic kind of soulless experience of men just banging on about themselves. And there was one particular man and they had that lovely kind of standoff moment where they weren't going to pay the bill. Oh, before she Who was going to pay the, the bill, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So she, so she had the dates prior to being hulkified. Uh, and she couldn't get anywhere. And you're right, that morning after moment was even more than that. It was the way in which men, just the morning after they've had what they've had, they don't want to see what they want to see. You know, they don't want to see the woman. Because halfway through the, the day, woman. I start to think, oh no, he keeps saying, tell me about you. He's learned this. Mm. He's not real. He doesn't really want to know about you. And it's all that crazy. But a nice visual reversal where at the end of her, her, her successful date night, she carries him out of the room. Well, that was good, but then the next morning. Yeah, but it's nice. Yeah, she's a she help. But the wonderful, there was a wonderful moment where she was interrupted because, of course, way over in town, shit magician who now, you know, Wong is bringing a lawsuit against because he shouldn't be using the mystic arts. In the middle of her date with this nicer chap, she feels the scene for who she is. She's called out by Wong in a, with a portal, isn't she? And she's yeah. sort of dragged off. And they, again, I like the way they did that classic thing that you get in, in dramas where, you know, a love scene's about to happen and someone's called away, but she's called away by Wong. And then goes off and saves and the saves world. Saves the world and has to get rid of a bunch of sticky back. demons. Really horrible demons, weren't they? You didn't like them, they were like gremlins. They I thought they were riffing horrible. on gremlins because they were in a they theater. They were so like gremlins. Yeah, and I like the, what do you think of the sort of slightly closed narrative of each episode? So you kind of get a case per episode. I think that, I think that kind of works quite well. I really like it. Yeah, I thought that worked really well. But then there's that. Madison's greatest moment is probably when she's in the courtroom. She's called, oh. she's called as a witness into the courtroom. And you, you said, interestingly, I mean, as a piece of acting or a monologue or a kind of rehearsal yeah, if piece. I was, if I was a young actress now, I would be using that as a monologue because yeah. Wow, she was utterly brilliant. She sort of, you know, ditzy. Like comedy timing. Gen Z. She was proper drunk. She was like, <laughs> but oh no, she was fantastic. She didn't overdo it. She didn't become unpleasant. But when they asked her what was what were your emo what was your emotional state? Well, at first I was fine. And then, then I was happy. Then I was happy. Then I was dramatic. And then I wasn't. FYI, <laughs> FYI. Yeah. So uh, she's an absolute. She's an absolute treat, and she drives Sweet. it along. And still, the actress playing She-Hulk is effortless. Effortless. I mean, she's carrying she's it so good. effortlessly. And then we have stick to the end, wind through to the kind of post credits because you get more of Madison the drunk sat with Wong talking about their favourite cocktails and drinks. God, it's so funny. It's very funny. I, I don't know that there is a bottomless gin and tonic, yeah, but yeah. I can't find it. So funny. So I would say, don't be put off by episode three. Yeah. Get to episode Get four. Get to episode four, bloody great. For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.